When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello and welcome to Booth Talk from the After Movie Diner, the show where we interview the best and brightest that Hollywood has to offer. Only this week we're going over to Holland, of all places, to speak to the director of the fantastic new Euro horror film, the Windmill, uh, or as it's called in other territories, Windmill Massacre, which is so much better than what it should have been called all along. The director's name is Nick Jongaris, and we have a fantastic conversation with him about the making of the movie, what inspired the film, and what scared him when he was young. You can read our review, as always, on the website, aftermoviediner.com. But for now, please enjoy my conversation with director of The Windmill Massacre, Nick Jongarius. Perfect. Hi, John. This is Nick. Well, I enjoyed the windmill, sir. Congratulations on that. It was very good. Thank you. Um, what is your earliest memory of being scared or horrified by something? Well, uh, that's a good question, actually. Um, I, yeah, I would say that that is uh, watching uh, uh, The Hulk, the old 32 series. That was actually really scary for me. We had a black and white TV at the time. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and and I saw, I saw, um, uh, uh, I don't know the, the actress name, I'm really sorry about that, but it, it turned into Lou Ferrigo, you know, and first the eyes start to change, and and then, you know, it, it becomes Lou Ferrigo, and I, I, and I was so scared, I, I just ran behind the couch, <laughs> and then watched uh, over the couch. But because I, you know, what scares you always also attracts you, you know, so so yeah, I, that was actually the first time that I can remember being really scared, but also being really fascinated by it. And was it sort of memories like that that encouraged you to work within the horror genre, or were there other reasons why you wanted to go ahead and produce and direct horror films? Well, I, that's a good question. Also, yeah, I, I maybe you know I. I was uh, I uh, I read a lot of comic books when I grew up, um, um, and and I like really like the dark stuff. And people people ask me, you know, is that something that is because of your childhood or? Um, but but I, I I see it in my son as well. He's six now, and he's also really interested in the in the dark stuff. But it's not that that, that I I uh, I. I, I let him see things, or you know, I really try to separate my personal life and my work life. But he has also this, 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 yeah. How he likes Batman, he likes, uh, yeah, the dark stuff, and so I think it's, it's, yeah, it's something that that, that genetically is with you, something like that. Yeah, and and who were your um, 
big influences? What were sort of the two or three either films and or um, creators that really inspired you? Yeah, I, I tried, before we started the, with the film, I tried not to look at, at, at many other films uh, because, uh, you know, it, it tends to influence you in a, in a, in a bad way. But, but uh, when we were doing the writing, uh, we, we really looked um, uh, and, and paid homage to the old Amicus horror films and old disaster films. You know, I like I like the fact that these characters are all really different persons, and but with a backstory and really colorful people. And and yeah, I'm I personally um, as a uh, in horror, I personally really love the the fantasy horror. You know, like I'm a big fan of Guillermo del Toro, and yeah. and I I I really love that that kind of work and. And, uh, and 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 I consider this film, The Windmill, actually being a great fairy tale. You know, it's 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 not it's not uh, a a really hardcore horror film, although there's a lot happening. But but yeah, there's also something else to it. You know, it's a little bit sentimental also. Uh, but that's also kind of like how I am basically. So I put as much in uh, for myself as I could. And, and you started off as a producer, both of short films and the features. Why was this the windmill a project that you wanted to direct specifically? Yeah, it, 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 it actually, uh, I, 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 because I really like uh, horror, and 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 I was looking for for an, uh, an arena, an arena that that really interests me. Um, uh, and, and, and delving a little bit into my own personal life, I, I thought, well, what really scares me or fascinates me? And, and because you're, because I'm Dutch, you know, you don't notice them. But at a certain point, I had this epiphany. I saw windmills, and I, I was like, yeah, I actually find these things really weird and really uh, scary, actually, because there are no windows in it. You know, it's really, it's just standing there in the middle of nowhere most of the time. And, and, and yeah, I was like, yeah, well, and how do, you, do these people live in this? And there's no corners, you know, it's just one, one round thing. And, 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 um, and, and, and looking back at it, I was, I was born in the, uh, on the street called the Solving Mill Street. And, and there was a really scary mill just 500 meters from my house, which I, used to drive uh, with my bicycle too and, and with my friends and play high and seek there, but also these really scary stories about who, who, who lived there and you know, a little bit like a, a Stranger Things kind of thing, but, but then for real. And, and yeah. Uh, um, um, yeah, so, so, so uh, when the opportunity... Uh, well, I actually seized the opportunity to, to make, uh, uh, to get this off the ground because of that. And, uh, and because it basically is something that, that really triggers me. And, and, and when we made a teaser trailer, uh, for it, um, yeah, people, uh, reacted to that and, and that really got the ball rolling for the film. The legend, the, the, uh, the, uh, folklore that is uh, told in the story um, about the uh, yeah. demon coming from Hell. Is that something that uh, people in Holland grow up 
uh, knowing? Is that a, is that a, a, a real fairy tale, or, or is that something that was written for the movie? Well, well yeah, it is. Uh, it's based on two uh, existing myths and sagas, but uh, you really have to look for it because it's, then, it's not nothing can be found on the internet of it. But I have a book at home. It's a book about uh, Goodmills myths and sagas, and there um, I then I, uh, researching it. I bought that book. Because for, for some reason, there's not a lot of um, uh, interest in Holland to windmills. Because we, we all know them, that we are not really interested in it, in them. But reading about that and, and actually basing this, base, base the story on two existing myths. One of them is uh, about a, a miller who sells herself to the devil, and once she, she does that, everything goes ancient. And the other one is, is based on a, on a mirror in the 16th century who thought he could make uh, uh, eternal life uh, kind of flower uh, by grinding the bones of, uh, of, um, uh, of, of, of real humans. And uh, I combine these two uh, to what is actually the, the, the story which is in the film, but also talking to, to real mirrors. Uh, who said, well, in the, in the 1800s, the, the, the windmills were the tallest uh, buildings in, in the country, so they would, would get struck by lightning. And, and, and uh, a lot of uh, ghost stories uh, came from that, you know, families being burned in the mill, and then uh, the, the mill resurrects again, and people uh, 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 who, who died uh, owned the place, uh, you know, still. So, with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, and with a movie like The Windmill that has a lot of uh, sequences in it that combine um, both practical and uh, digital effects, what is what is challenging about making a film like that with that kind of um, sort of effect scope, uh, and uh, also sort of what is challenging about actually shooting it to make the the digital and the practical match so well? Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it was. I, I actually kind of underestimated it because I said up front, you know, I want to do everything as practical as I as, as we, as we as we can, but that was taking into account that we were also shooting all these very, uh, uh, very difficult things at night. So the combination of those two things made it almost impossible to do uh, this stuff, you know, and it was really, really long days, and I got a lot of very asked with all these killings, you know, and, but yeah, we... I, I I felt that the only the only time I because during the shoot and I have an editor an editing background you know I knew that what I was shooting that I was definitely was going to use it 
the only time that I really got scared was the, the burning of the mill itself, you know, and I, because that was done in, in After Effects, we, we couldn't do that uh, on set with a miniature. It was, it was just, it was just impossible to do it. So we did it um, um, uh, in, uh, in, the, in the visual effects. And, 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 and yeah, at a certain point, because it wasn't working in the beginning and, and the place was too small or too high or the you know, other it's really difficult to make uh, flames believable. And, and uh, yeah, so, so I was kind of sweating in the post-production about that. But, but uh, all the other stuff was, was hard to do, but we knew at the end of the day that we had it. You know, the, 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 the kill of, uh, of Nicholas, yeah. this one shot where the, where the, Sith, where the Sith comes from uh, in front of him, you know, and that he feels the mirror. When I saw that shot, I was like, okay, well, this was worth the three hours overtime. Absolutely, definitely, because it was, yeah, it, yeah I, 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 I really liked that. that personally, I really liked that shot. Yeah. Um, and lastly, then, Nick, just um, uh, speak a little bit about the cast. It's obviously a uh, nice ensemble, but it's also an international cast. Um, so just talk to us yeah. about putting putting that together and, and the either the challenges or the surprises that you found. Well, first of all, it was it was all really lovely. As in, um, I before I started uh, working on this film, I did a lot of uh, TV stuff, so I was pretty comfortable with the technical stuff and also with the fact that that you are under time pressure all the time and the producers are just constantly. Uh, tapping your back, you know, uh, are you are you on time and stuff like that. But but working with actors was something that before the film I was not 100% comfortable with, and I was like, okay, but how am I going to train myself to make sure that that I I uh, I will be able to to, uh, to to provide stuff for them as well. You know, it, I don't want to uh, I don't want to uh, hide behind the technical stuff. I want to be a director who. He uh, understands both and, and, and knows how to push the buttons on and, and, and crew, but also on cast. And I um, I uh, did uh, um, um, uh, a couple of workshops, for example, with Judith Boston, who uh, also uh, trained uh, and, 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 and had a conversations with Mia Litu, uh, the director of um, uh, The Revenant, for example. And, and and she really uh, she she was like a uh, like a guru for uh, directors and how to approach actors in, 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 as a, as a director and I, yeah I, I learned so much from from that experience and also working with our casting director Daniel Herbert who did French Greengrass for example and he yeah. opened up such a big pool of interesting interesting actors that that yeah we. Yeah, everybody who came in had something really good. So I, I could choose just who I really thought was good for the role. And I also approached it as a, as a football coach. You know, I, I looked because I knew I had an ensemble and I couldn't pay attention to all of them all of the time. You know, so I had to have team players and, and not divas uh, because that would disrupt the whole team effort. And and they and they really work as a team and and you know Charlotte Bowman is is really 
she's 21. She's such an excellent actress and, and, uh, and such an uh, experienced actress as well. And, and they all help me get through it, you know, and, and I help them. And Mother Taylor also was really fantastic to work with. So, yeah, all, all in all, it was, it was, yeah, the best experience I, I had this far. Excellent. Well, look, it certainly shows in the finished uh, finished uh, results. So, uh, congratulations. I hope the uh, film does very well. And Thank uh, thanks ever so much for Thank talking you. to us today. Sure. Thanks. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.